This is it. Did you feel it? Did you feel the moment? No? I felt it. It went right through me like a <laughs> So, yeah, I don't remember how I did. I don't remember how I did it. But I know it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard. I watched a YouTube video from a different company, and mm-hmm. there was like t- the hardest part was getting the did extractor you... spring back in. Yes. Did you bring it with you? I did not. I was gonna, but oh yeah, well, if this... you're gonna have beers and stuff, that's yeah, yeah, that's why. Safe. That's why. I Very smart. No, this is gonna be a manly podcast. This is gonna be <laughs> hunting guns, but we still have to cover all the. The important shit. All the four? Yeah. The four, yeah. No, no. These are, so these are like notes for me. Like if we're, in, we're sitting and, and yeah. we're like, oh, what do we talk about next? Well, we're going to talk about religion. <laughs> I already know Sean's religious. Oh, views. damn. Starting off right now. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no I want you to tell me, tell me about your job because I know you guys used to work together. Yeah, I know that's you how, do chemical that's, cleaning. That's how we met. No, not really chemical cleaning as much as chemical transport. Uh, okay. uh, I work, my, the company I work for, we like manage hazardous and non-hazardous waste. I can't see your beautiful face. Oh, yeah. It's all right. Uh, manage hazardous and non-hazardous waste. Um, so people will call and they have this and they need to know how to uh, dispose of it properly. Now, how did you get into this? Because I know he went to college for earth science. I did go for earth sciences. I was going to be an earth science teacher. Didn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> so I used my environmental degree. So whatever I found, I found Veolia, which we worked for. Yeah. So I same kind of route. Um, I just I needed to get something right out of college, get yeah. something something serious other than like I, I was doing like garage hey, doors doing? installation. And I went. Oh, I went to college for environmental science. Oh. So I have Jesus a Christ. I have a bachelor's in environmental science. I feel like such an idiot around you guys. Don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, smart people don't go to college. Yeah. That's not, <laughs> That's what we should talk about. That's another thing with money and student loans and all that. Is that's a whole other topic. Yeah, I was gonna say like this is the this is how this podcast works. Everybody that comes on is always like, I didn't know what to talk about. I'm like, there's nothing to talk about. We could talk about how college sucks and the fact that we were all peer pressured to go to college. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'll say in, one. in high school, weren't you kind of yeah. like pressured to go into college? Yeah, a little bit. They're like, oh, we're gonna go. Yeah. yeah, I had somebody just tell me the other day that. And this is recent. A younger kid than me was went to our high school, and, and the kid was like, yeah, I want to get into like the electrical trades or something. Oh, why would you want to do that? You need to go to college. Are you dumb? Like, like a very blunt type conversation with a counselor and a student to where they're still saying it now that like if you yeah. don't go to college, you're wasting your life. No. That's not true at all. No, because we need all the trades. 100%. Yeah. There's a there's a I'm a contractor. There's a trade there's a tradesman shortage. And, and it's, it's kind of funny when people ask me what I do. I can either explain the long way, like I just did, about chemical treatment and stuff like that, and transporting over the road. Or I could be like, I have a CDL and I transport chemicals. I was just gonna say, do you <laughs> do you actually need your college degree to do what you do? So yes and no. So it's it's uh, the chemistry, all the chemistry classes that I've taken throughout college and high school and everything that definitely helps a little bit yeah. with uh, some of the more special projects, higher reactive chemicals yeah. that we deal with. But on a daily basis of picking up drums or filling the truck or whatever, not really. Yeah, no. But you do need to understand what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, could and you have not figured that out if they had like a two or three months on the job training? It it. I mean, Sean can uh, attest to this too. It, it takes a long time to get properly trained at, at this job. And if you don't have a little bit of a science background, it, it could take even longer if maybe ever. Yeah, we okay. saw that happen too because we had an associate that did not go to college. Definitely no science background. And he struggled, I think, his whole time. Yeah, and, 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 and he was yeah. fine with the labor and the manual labor. And 
but uh, the uh, the more technical side of it. Understanding it. Mm-hmm. Now, did you actually? <clears throat> excuse me. Did you actually need to go to all the college that you went to to understand the stuff that you did? No, but I never really thought that I would end up in the job that I'm at now, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and then I got my foot in the door. Uh, had a great time working with that dude every day. Yeah. And bullshitting around and getting yeah. paid for it. And yeah. honestly, I work like 55 to 60 hours every single week and the money's pretty good. So I don't really mind it. Yeah, or, or like could see myself really leaving and taking like a massive pay cut. No, no, but I, I, what I'm trying to say is... Without the overtime. I feel like college... Is pushed on you, and I remember even when I looked into it, I was like, "Hey, I really am into engineering," and they're like, "You need to do all these basic courses." I'm like, "Why?" I did English in school, I did math, and it's like, unless it directly lines up with the degree I'm trying to go for, why am I doing all these ancillary so, classes? And, and so, uh, I wanted to be a DEC officer really? in the worst way. So I actually took the civil service exam to become a DEC officer and everything. And by the time I took the exam and it got graded and however well or poorly I did on it and I was on the, the list however far down, by the time they called me, I was already comfortably in my career that I'm in now. I feel like that happened to a lot of people. It does. For yeah. cops, and it's, for it's, cops, CO, type stuff like that. And it would have been way too much to just pack up, not get paid or whatever, get paid Way less than what I was really? making at the time to go move down to New York City for yeah, eight weeks or two months or whatever. You have X amount of years that you have to spend there. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. And mine was with Park Rangers. And then you, yeah, and, and then you can get, uh, you can graduate from the school, and then they place you where they want you, where they need you. Yeah, I had eight hours away from home or whatever. One of my ex employees actually is a Park Ranger, and I remember he was working for me, and he was like, he was very honest with me. I, I'm going to be going to be a park ranger. So when they call me, I'm quitting. He's like, I'm sorry. But and I'm like, dude, that's cool. Like you got to chase your passion a little bit in life. Yeah. Like you got to go for it. But I remember he just got the call and then changed everything. And now he, he luckily, I think what's happening now, and this is the same for like COs, mm-hmm. the time that you have to wait to come back is drastically shorter. Yeah. People are retiring like crazy. Probably the pandemic had a lot to do with that. Oh my a lot God. of people that are close to retirement just, okay, I'm done. Don't want pandemic, to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. So two things I want to mention here just because we were talking about trade schools and college. I just set up the first bank account for my son, Roman. Nice. And there was Congratulations. Options. Oh, thank you. There was options. And the one was one that has to be used towards college tuition. And I said, no. I am not making an account where this money has to go to college. Yeah. What if he wants to go to trade school? So then I was looking this up. You 61 can, to 62% of Americans out of high school go to college. 16 go into trade schools. Wow. So they they have edited that recently where you can roll some of that. I forget what the exact account is, but you can roll some of that over into a 401k after like 15 years if they don't use it. Oh, but wow. can you use it towards, so it's either college it, it becomes or retirement. 401k. Yeah, like a, yeah. a personal you know what's, IRA basically. You know what's yeah. crazy? How complicated all that crap is. Mm. As a business owner, I deal with these bank accounts and laws and rules and regulation. And I'm just, we live, we're human beings. For them to say you got to do this and you have to use this money towards this, this stipulation, this exemption, this rule, it's like, it's so confusing. It should be a lot simpler to just yeah. save money for your kid yeah. and he can use it for whatever That's he wants to in the next but they want a college one. <laughs> what, did you up, did you end up, what did you end up doing? It's just a, it's, I think it's called a trust fund or something where it's just money builds up, a lower interest rate, but you know, you can use it on whatever. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So you've been doing that for how long? Well, oh, we're, uh, 
a little over six years. Really? Yep. And do you have any plans to not do it anymore? Not currently. Um, I like it enough. Uh, I wish I worked a little bit less. Yeah. Even there's, it's, it's kind of funny. There's actually like a big difference between like a 54 hour week and like a 59 hour week. Like it doesn't seem like that five extra hours would be a lot. Did you know there's a sweet it's, spot because of taxes? There, and it's right about that. Yeah, 54 hours I always heard about that because I know that. a lot of union guys. Yeah, and they're like, if you're gonna work overtime, you basically want to yeah. stop at fifty mm-hmm. or go past fifty nine. Yeah, that fifty to fifty nine, you almost work for free. Yeah, because the amount you so jump a tax bracket tax. or something it's, like that. So, so with the tax bracket thing though, it's only. You only get taxed extra on what you make over that tax bracket. It's not like your entire income is taxed oh, at that additional okay. amount. That's what I mean. You that extra overtime so, you're working yeah. gets taxed it, so heavily. And so they bumped it up. It's like eighty five grand now. So it's only, so if you make a hundred, it's only that extra fifteen gets taxed an extra two percent. Oh, on the yearly salary. Yeah. Oh wow, that actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I like to see common sense reform happening in our government because I have such little faith. I wish overtime was untaxed. Like, you should have gotten your pound of flesh, all that you need from my 40-hour work week. Overtime should be... This is our this is our trans, uh, transition into government and money. <laughs> I used to work in government. I see how badly they spend our money. And when you do the math, just rough math in your head, and how much money the government collects, something's not lining up. Somewhere, somebody's taking it and putting it in their pocket... There's no reason we shouldn't be living in like a utopia with the amount of money that they collect in taxes. So what do you think about the like the mortgage reform that, that just happened? What, that if you have a good credit score, they're going to now yeah. penalize you? Which, or? I mean, it ends up not being a ton. It ends up being like, it, it's 10 bucks a month per It doesn't matter. Basically. It doesn't matter. It's the point. Yeah. It is the point. It's the it is point. the point. I, I argue this all the time with all my guests and people in general. I don't care about the details people get wrapped up in. It's the point of what's happening. You are pen you're 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 penalizing people who are doing what they're supposed to and trying to help people who are not doing what they're supposed to. It's the same thing for the tenants and like rental properties. Well, so one thing that might happen is the higher risk lenders might be that are more likely to not pay or default on their loans, it could recycle into like another housing collapse. I'm I'm sure it will. And I kinda hope it does. Because you'll be ready to buy some properties. Oh, my God. I'll be (laughs) scooping them up. No, no. My latest ambition is I want to be a full-fledged farmer. I I put a ton of effort into my day. I'm a hard worker. I want all my effort to come back to me. And if I live on a farm, the harder I work, the more it comes back to me. When I work in the public sector or just in general, I feel like it's – Money's being taken from me and things get messed up and I got to pay fees and insurance and all this money's going to people who are not trying as hard as I am. So what's the point? So how off the grid would you want to be? I mean, still electrical bill, you know what I mean? Wi-Fi. What's so, like your ideal point? Uh, ideal? 100%. 100? So if I can, your own... If I can get solar panels... If I can do a water can wheel a and a green, with a water. Yeah, 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 that is what I really want. It's actually, if you think about the tech that that would take, it's really not that hard. No, you take an old generator that you're not using anymore, and you take the the part. So a generator is a gas engine that spins a thing inside of a copper wheel that generates electricity. So if you get rid of the gas component and put a water wheel on it, you could take a generator and literally make power like that. Yeah, it's not hard. But then the then the part comes in. I've been doing research on this is the storage. That's what people don't realize. Yeah. And with a generator, like we have in my cabin, we go up to all the time, and like when the generator is running, 
you have power. When it's off, it's off. There's no banking that electricity when it's running and producing electricity that you're not using. So if you could get something like Batteries. a big couple, couple big lithium batteries or something like that. So all these solar power companies that are putting on the roof, they have what's called a, a, a battery wall or bat, battery bank wall. Essentially, you put it in your basement and it's like a wall of batteries all um, connected in like series or parallel. So the electricity flows through it when you need it and it pulls directly from the solar panel. But when it doesn't, it just stores into the batteries. Like nighttime? Yes. And yes. And that's, so you, to answer your question, if I could, I would be 100% off. Because electricity is probably the only other thing that I can't provide for myself. Water, you can have a well. What about geothermal? I would love to. I, I, this is my conundrum. We live in society. Mm-hmm. All that shit costs money. Mm-hmm. Unless you can earn it to do it. The people of the past had the, I wouldn't say the benefit because it sucked to live back then. The standard was you had nothing. So anything you got was an added benefit. Pioneers, it was you and a gun. And you had to like survive. That was it. You had a house. Okay, I'm hungry. I need to eat. You go hunting. Mm. Like they didn't have cell phones to worry about. They didn't have TVs to worry about. They didn't have radio to worry about. It was just... All you did was survive, and then you're playing board games, you're playing sticks and stones. You're looking at the stars. You're looking at the stars. I mean, not to trail off. No, no, no. That is no, that is this that is the that is the point of this. That's why I think a lot of the ancient civilizations, all their stuff lines up with astronomy because at night we're throwing on Breaking Bad and whatever, you know, Kingdom of Thrones. What were they doing? They were staring up at the stars. Because they had nothing else to look at. They had nothing else to do. So, yeah, of course they were professionals in astronomy, and they built their structures to mimic it. Well, you had to understand, too, they guided everything by astronomy. They lived under the night sky, so, like, that was your entertainment for the majority of the night. Yeah, so geothermal, if I could afford it, I would love to, because I think you could even power your house off of geothermal. Mm -hmm. You could, in theory, if you had geothermal... I'm pretty sure it works off the balance of temperature, right? You could hook up a steam engine to do electricity off your geothermal. You could do your heating and cooling off of geothermal. So that's probably the two biggest things. Right now I'm looking at buying an outside, um, what do you call it, wood stove Yeah. to do my heating and cooling. Okay. Because I, I have baseboard heat in my house, and that runs off a boiler, which I have to pay for natural gas mm-hmm. that heats up the water. If I had an outdoor wood furnace, you can burn any kind of. I mean, do you have wood stove? No, am I? Am I a fan? We do, yeah. Yeah, you know you can't burn pine because of the sap and yeah. so. But if you have an outdoor wood furnace, you only have like a four foot chimney, and you can burn literally anything. Yeah. And I've seen guys throwing like chunks of wood Half, halfway to trees. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't and care. And they smolder longer. Yes. Exactly. So that way they throw them before bed, and they yes. don't have to go out in the middle of the night restoke it. So I mean, Sean talk about this all the time. I have, not visions, I don't want society to end, but I kind of do. <laughs> because I'm trying to set up my homestead right now so that if, if society does collapse, I'm ready. Like, my life won't change. For everybody else that relies on electric from the electric grid, heat from the, from the fuel grid, vehicles, like, 
once society collapsed, you're fucked. It would change in the fact that others would want what you had if they couldn't go to the store. And this is why it will change for me, because instead of living at home, I'm living at his house. <laughs> and I'm helping protect his property, and you, I'm going to live with you, him. You are on the list of invitees, and <laughs> okay. now everybody that listens to this podcast is also going to be invited. But no, I, I, I give him a fake address. No, no, no. But I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not putting any personal information on the podcast. No, but if and when that does happen, to me, the most important thing is not my electric. It's not my stuff I have. It's people. You need hands. Because you, as one person, I can only do so much. And then, like you said, people are going to start venturing out and they're going to want to take your shit. I can't defend it myself. I would much rather have two trusted friends mm-hmm. who are weapons proficient, who I can trust around my kids, trust around my family, trust around each other. And then I'm like, hey, guys, we need food. You guys got to get out in the garden and start working. I know you'll get out in the garden and start working. That's the shit that's really important if society collapses. Not my generator, not my guns, not my this, not my that. It's it's people. It's going to revert back to the old days. Yeah. Martial law. Yeah. Yep. But, okay, what is martial law? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> uh, I'm Google uh, yeah, that. Yeah. Google that. No, no, no. I want to know the Love actual. Because you hear about all it all the time. Let me, let me bullshit while he's Googling it. Yeah, and yeah, we'll yeah. see how right I am. <laughs> yeah, what's your version? All right, so my version is where there's basically no law, no order, no. Um, the government basically tucks their heads and then runs away and it leaves every man for himself. So, like, the law of the land. Yeah. Whatever is common uh, knowledge and what's accepted amongst. The civilians. So what it actually is. We're <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. So martial law involves a temporary substitution of military authority for self for civil rule. Oh. So instead of the common laws that we all abide by, military authority comes into play. Usually invoked during times of war, rebellion, natural disaster. When martial law is in effect, the military commander of the area or country has unlimited authority to make and enforce Oof. laws. Oof. So dictatorship. That's basically. scary. Yeah, it is. So this is a good transition because I've been wanting to talk about this. <sighs> People need to go watch The Patriot. I love that movie. It Great is. Movie. It is, no, no, no. But I've watched it many, many times. Oh, yeah. If you look at it and try to have a very unbiased opinion of what's happening. It is what's happening right now. I would argue that right now we have taxation without representation. We are being taxed to the gills. And we're not really truly seeing a benefit from those tax dollars. It goes to our military mostly to protect our borders. But we're also sending money to Ukraine. We're also politicians are somehow lining our pockets and becoming millionaires behind the scenes. We are being taxed without representation. Oh, yeah. If you're middle class, you uh, you get taxed the most and you have no say. Right, but my point is, I can understand my tax dollars going to the highway department of my local municipality because they plow my street have and you, maintain my roads. Have you driven on the 90 lately? <laughs> no, I didn't say, no, no. Oh, and I didn't say they do it well. I didn't say they do it well. But my point is, like, I understand that, okay? It should be that simple. For my money to go to the federal government and then... It goes to the Pentagon, and when they do an audit of the Pentagon, yeah, we can't track that trillion dollars. You know where it went? Ukraine. What? Whatever. What, okay, dude, dude, trillions of dollars flows to the federal government. You know how much a fucking jet costs? A fighter jet? Yes and no. Chance They're giving them planes! Right, right. Okay, so that's my point. That's taxation without representation. Not that I don't... 
feel bad for the Ukrainians. Right. But that's not my job. Right. My job here is to do carpentry, make money, and pay my taxes so my streets stay plowed and paved. So that my neighbors and I can drive to each other's house and do exchange with one another. Not take care of Ukraine. I'm sorry. They are in a battle with Russia. You deal with it. Okay? They're not part of NATO. This was just on Joe Rogan. Some One of his guests was on there. And he was like, they're not part of NATO, but we're giving them NATO aid. We're giving them resources. We're giving, like, other people's soldiers are on the ground. So what are we really doing here? Because they, essentially they are part of NATO. And then the guy was saying, think about it from the perspective of Putin. Mm-hmm. They're getting NATO aid. Putin's doing exactly what he should be doing as the ruler of his area. You're yeah. getting too close to my boundaries. You're bringing in nukes, weapons. I have to retaliate. So the aid that we're giving to Ukraine, too, you take a poll out of America. How many actually want to do that? So the president and the government's making a decision to give this aid to Ukraine. And what percentage of the population would actually say yes to that? Okay, that goes back is, to his representation. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We elect politicians. So this is the part that I don't agree with and I think should be changed with modern times. The reason you elect people, the reason you're electing them is you trust them to make decisions for you. Because you can't be, you cannot take a vote every day of everybody, hey, what do we do with this budget? And then everybody votes yay or nay. It's impossible. So we elect a smaller population of people who make decisions for us. But does Nancy Pelosi know any of her rep- her people in California? No, all she cares no. about is insider trading with uh, buying stocks before she passes Obviously. laws. Do you ever see the website that's like what Pelosi's doing? What's, to what's Nancy buying? What's yeah, Nancy yeah. Buying? No, there's literally people <laughs> who trade <laughs> stocks. There's, there's people who trade stocks based off of what politicians trade. Absolutely, and that's the whole Nancy Pelosi so, site. So let me ask you this. Do you guys think – no, no, I shouldn't say it like that. What bugs me is – all Americans I talk to know what's happening, but nobody's doing anything about it. Like, it's very common knowledge now that there's insider tra- trading happening in Congress, but nobody's doing anything about it. Like, it's just, we just all laugh about it like we just did. Like, ha ah, they're, they're insider trading. Ha ah. ha What power do we have to do it? This. Communication. And, and think about this. This is why I brought up the Patriot thing, okay? If you look at what was happening... The British was trying to tax the colonies without representation. And the colonies were like, we're not doing it. So then the British were calling them terrorists. If you watch the movie, they call the patriots of America terrorists. The British do. Just like we nowadays call people who are rebellious, oh, those are terrorists. They're not terrorists. They're standing up for what they believe in. So what's what's really different between the patriots against England and now our tyrannical government and us. Nothing. But what happened was, I think the populations were smaller back then and they talked to each other. They were able to band together and fight against the British. I would argue right now, our government is the British. Taxing us to the gills without representation. And what we need to do is communicate as normal folk and then band together. That's the only thing we have against them. There's more of us than there is them. But, you know, that... Then you start getting into the like fine line shit because then you need violence, you and do. you go into in militia groups, yeah. And, and then they where's the line? And then the they line? call you terrorists. Yeah. And then they're like, mm-hmm. and then because I have an AR-15, and, yeah. Oh, and you don't need to that to yes. like deer hunt, blah blah. No, blah. but that's not the conversation. And again, we were just saying the point. Mm-hmm. The Second Amendment, and I hate when I hear that argument. Why do you need the Second Amendment to have an AR to hunt deer? That's not the point. 
And yes, they might have jets and drones and nukes, but it's not the point. The point is I need something, something. If I can get my hands on a drone or a jet to fight against the tyrannical government, I would, but I can't. Yeah. By the All way, I can is an AR-15. The average fighter jet is $75 million. That's how much it costs to build and make. Okay, we talked about this. We've sent each other memes. Mm-hmm. The comparison physically of a million bucks versus a trillion bucks oh. isn't even feasible. You, no. you can't. You can't comprehend that. They take trillions of dollars a year, Owen, from us. And then it goes somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. None of us have any idea where it goes. We, do, You see the packets of papers for the laws? You can't decipher that. You'll never know. Something's not lining up. There's so There's millions of Americans paying taxes. And then you see congressmen getting to become millionaires off a very small salary. You see us... Going to fight in these wars overseas, for what? For what? In the name of democracy? Please. Like, we're not dumb anymore. There's, the internet has exposed all of this. But again, we're all just sitting here like, <laughs> them Congress people are getting rich. <laughs> yeah, it's the separation between those that have, like, you know, you take the 1%, then you take the 1% of the 1%. They're untouchable. Like, what can you really do uh, other than banding together, communicating together, and... We live amongst each other. We can, we can win. I really. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to talk about this. Why I wanted to have podcasts so yeah. that we got together and talked details. Like, I think the first step is communication. The second is we have to stop relying on the grid so much. Like, if you can produce your own electric, produce your own electric. If you can grow your own food, grow your own food. If you can talk and, and band together and create a brotherhood or sisterhood, whatever, you need to do those things. But we don't. To me, it's that bipartisan democracy. Oh, that's... You only have two choices. And what if they're both garbage? I really think... Which, which is what's happening. So that's, happens all the time. That's part of it, is that they kind of just pin us against each other, mm-hmm. and we're fighting Republican or Democrat, liberal, conservative, yeah. and ignoring everything else because we're so concerned about what everybody way, else is doing. I think a real way to fight that is created that a, a third party. Yeah. A third party that's for the people. Call it... The Green Party, call it the Middle Party. They've tried whatever. libertarians and stuff, and it yeah, just it doesn't catch on. People through podcasts and banding yes, together to yes. support that kind of third party yes. and get people that we actually want in the office. That's how I. Think so this is why I say I encourage people to watch the Patriot because it was not easy. The British literally called them terrorists, came in and burned down their their houses, their houses and killed people in the name of you know the king. Like you're being terrorists. You, you watch that movie from a different lens and a different perspective, and you realize we have to do what we got to do, but it's not going to be easy. It's going to be super difficult. This is a very easy way to start the conversation, mm-hmm. but actually doing it is going to be, and I think that time is coming because it's continually getting worse. Everybody I talk to on a regular basis is like, yeah, I know it's fucked up. I'm angry, but I don't know what to do. I feel powerless. And I'm yeah. like, I do too, but that's kind of why I started this. Like, I wanted to just talk to people, figure things out. Like, what could you do? I mean, how many times have you heard the state of America and the collapse of Rome? You know what I mean? I don't really know. Let's talk about that. Let's go down this rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I really do think the end of America as a society is coming. And I think people have misguided thoughts about what's going to happen in our lifetime. Yes. I think. A collapse of the government isn't going to be what people think it is. It's not going to be fire and chaos and, and death. 
I think it's just going to be the collapse of the government as we know it. And someone or something is going to take power. It, it's happened time after time. Mm-hmm. Like when Rome fell, it, like all of Rome's population didn't die. It just broke up into separate groups. It got into smaller and smaller governments. And then the, the, that's, how, that's why there's all these different countries in Europe right now. Rome used to run all of it. All of it. But when it collapsed, I, I don't know. Did it happen it, overnight? What I'm seeing is it happened in a specific year um, for that, like the government 76 CE. Yeah. And then it broke up into, like you were saying, uh, smaller kingdoms and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and, so. and one, of my, one of my thoughts was we need to turn the, the power structure upside down. And, and arguably in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, when I think America was at its peak, when it was really good, you barely knew of the federal government. You barely heard of the federal government. It should go, federal should be the least important, state should be even less, or not, I'm sorry, not even less, the next most important. Then the county should be a little bit more powerful, and then your town should have the most power. Because think about it, like Chitawaga, people in Chitawaga should have the most say in what happens on your daily life. That's where most of your tax dollars should go, because then if you have a problem with it, you can go to your Chitawaga town hall and say, hey, I don't like what you're doing, and your voice actually gets heard. So one of the things I was telling people is, we should move out of these densely populated cities and towns and go back to your small villages. I drive all, you guys drive all over New York. Don't you see these beautiful villages that are ghost towns? If everybody kind of moved to certain areas and had more of a say in their local small village. I, I think a lot of it is New York City being attached to New York oh, State. Get, <laughs> we were driving by, uh, where were we driving through the other day? Uh, like the Elma area. And there's a sign right outside of Moog. And it's like, will New York State survive New York City? It's very true. Yeah. See, and this is, I want to talk the details of that. Why in the world should we have to give money to New York City, who their lifestyle and the way that they do things is so completely different than ours? We shouldn't Different to. than 99% of the world. How many big cities can you even compare to New York City? Los Angeles? Rome? Rome's actually really big still. Rome, really? Yeah, Rome is like what you would picture Rome with all the ancient stuff. But just slap New York City really? mentality on it. Yeah. So I was there. It's this kind of funny story. Got this hotel at Rome. Um, went in, opened the balcony doors. Was like, wow, this is awesome. See this pretty cute looking Italian girl walking down the street. And I was like, oh, what? just watching, kind of watch. She goes between two cars, pulls her pants down, and like takes a piss. <laughs> like, this is just New York City. Just wow. Rome. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. And I was like, shut the blinds. Let's go do something. <laughs> I understand that cities are going to have more power because they have more people, which means they generate more money. But to expect people in the rural areas or the suburb areas to comply with laws and regulations that get established by those dense cities doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. You cannot expect a person living in a city to have to live by those same rules and regulations as a rural person. His lifestyle, I live it, is so completely different than a city's person. Absolutely. And I think, again, it starts here. It starts with people have to do what's hard. And I, we've had this conversation. This, did you? I heard you did an ice bath. I did. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you, but. So I, I set a three-minute timer. I got in it. I lasted about a minute and got out. And I was like, 
Quit being a little bitch. Got back in it. What's your setup? How did you, when did you do this? So it was kind of a poor setup. I did it in just like my regular bathtub. Okay. And there, was I, this after we talked? Yeah, 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 it was actually yesterday morning. Nice! Yeah, yeah so uh, I just ran just straight cold water. Yep. And it was cold enough. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's very cold. Especially when, you're just getting, especially when you're just getting started. Yeah. Like the water was 40, high 40s for me the other day. And I got in and it's still a shock. Yeah. But it wasn't like when it was 30-something. It hurts. Right. And, and so I got in and like laid down and immediately got that like hyperventilating. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. So I like I sat up and I was fine sitting up because then like my like legs and everything were in it. But And you know, I got out and it felt pretty good. Like your, your joints and knees and toes and everything felt like... So I want you to, I want you to look back at that day. Don't you think the rest of your day felt a little easier having gone into that ice bath in the morning? Like doing something hard... Like that? Well... Don't, didn't you feel more relaxed during the day? I mean, we went to the gun range yesterday, ah, so how do you feel more relaxed than that? That's, that's, well, a, if, that's you a win, if you win battleships, I guess you could have been more relaxed. I, oh! Sean all right. No, 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 no. No, no let's, let's tell the whole story. Right. So, so this guy that's been competition shooting with pistols for how long now? Uh... Quite a few months. months. Yeah, yeah, and I got months. my pistol permit two weeks ago, and I beat him in the pistol battleship. Buddy. <laughs> you know, isn't that a good feeling? You your, your pistol. Permit? It is. It is. I've already bought two pistols. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but so. so the reason I've been the the meta the medical benefits of doing the ice bath to me are second. The fact that I can convince myself to get up, go down, and get into what I know is gonna suck. That's what I, that's why I do it because when I can force myself to do that every single day, even though I know it's going to suck and I know that there's delayed benefits, to me that's the most important thing is I can create that kind of discipline in my life. And I think you just said it right there. Like, it takes discipline. I, I hear a lot of people all the time in this day and age saying, "Oh, I need to get motivated. I need to get motivated." No, you don't. What you need is discipline. Yep. You need to do exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's 5 a.m. or whatever time you wake up, it's already cold. You're staring at that water with the ice in it. Dude, I don't want to get in there, but you force yourself. To I want this anyway. to be known. I pace my house some mornings, legit for like an hour, procrastinating any way I can, making coffee, talking to my wife, waking the kids up, cleaning, anything I can do to delay getting in that ice bath. But then eventually I go, Stephen, what are you doing? Get in that damn ice bath and get it over with, and then. I feel accomplished when I like force myself to get in there. And then once you get past the initial shock, it really isn't that bad. Cause then you're like, Oh, I'm here. I'm doing it. Yeah. I, I drew the damn water. I might as well sit. Right. Yeah. 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 Now so, what, what he experienced with like the hyper, do you experience that every time yes. you get used to it? So this is my, I want to do more research on this. Okay. I thought the point of doing the ice bath was to get that response. It should suck. I see these guys posting videos where they, have a cup of tea and they get into it and they're not, it doesn't seem to bother them at all. Maybe because they've done it so many times. But then I'm thinking to myself, what's the point? What's the, what's the point? Are they in it up to their, uh, or are they only in it up to their like, they're stomach? Ju- they're just sitting there and it's like up to their chest. Because the part that really gets uh-huh. you is when you, because I don't know if you ever jumped in like a cold creek as a kid or something yep. like that and you get that. So what I, so what I do is, and my wife makes fun of me all the time because she doesn't want to get her hair wet. When I get in, I do just my legs because it's only up to here in my tub. And then I put my wrist in because I'm trying to make sure as much blood gets cold as possible. Yeah. At a minute, I, I scrunch up and I dunk my whole head in. And that's really when it's like oh. you come up and you're like, 
whoa! <laughs> and then I sit there for another minute, and then when it hits three minutes, <clears throat> just before I get out, I dunk once more. Because to me, the whole point is that it's got to suck. It has to. You have to get that adrenaline rush. Yeah. And if you're getting in there all calm, maybe there's something to that. To like, you're teaching your body not to respond to it. There has to be a benefit in that. You know what I'm saying? Like. The ability that when shit goes wrong, when your stress does hit, when your adrenaline does hit, you've trained yourself on how to stay calm or come back down to baseline quickly. Yeah, which which is what I'd be interesting in interested in being able to train my body to do with yeah. the ice bass is because like if you're ice fishing, you fall through the ice. Yes. Or I fish a lot in the springtime in the fall on my boat, and like what if I fall in the river or yes. something like that? So you're trying to train yourself to to not overreact to the situation. That's what you're saying. See, for not me, panic, freak out. Yeah. I mean, eventually I calmed down after my plunge. But again, I thought that was kind of the point. Is you want that adrenaline rush. And I, I think when you have adrenaline coursing through your body. Fight or flight. Kind yeah, of. yeah. But I think it activates a lot of shit that's normally not turned on. When you're like In our day-to-day life, we're so sedentary. I think you want that adrenaline rush. So then get your lymphatic system working correctly. Get your lungs working. Because don't you notice you almost get a little high? Like, cause your your blood's pumping. You're like, like I'm I'm juiced up, man. I'm excited, and then that starts my day. Whereas, like, if I don't do it and I just drink coffee, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like I'm I'm up, but I'm not ready to go. Like when I hit that ice water, dude, and I come out, I'm ready to go for the entire day. Oh, maybe it's just me, but I hate it every time. I get I freak out every time I do that. See, I, I don't know if I could do it in the morning. You did. When did you do it? I did it at about eleven o'clock. Oh, uh, okay. But oh, still, that's the beginning of the day. Yeah. On I'm Saturday. Not... Sunday. Sunday. But I'll again, right before she. I'm not. I'm not saying you have to do it first thing in the morning. I do that for the discipline part. I do that because I know I don't want to. That's that's it. I mean, I we you asked me about this. I think when you so Andrew Huberman, the neuroscientist that I refer to often, when you make your body that cold, now your body starts to generate. A bunch of heat and you want your body to raise its core body temperature for the day it makes everything work better and then at the end of the day i like to take a nice hot hot shower because when you start to get really hot you're like oh i've been in the shower for way too long i'm like your body responds by then cooling your core so when you go to sleep you want your body temperature to drop two to three degrees and that's what helps you fall asleep and stay asleep longer so that's why i do the cold in the morning to wake my ass up and the hot at the end of the day to kind of relax myself into sleep. And I've created a really good circadian rhythm, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah, but that's, that's going to be... Uh, so it's called, if you go to the neck down, I'm seeing it's called WBC, whole body cryotherapy. Yeah. And a bunch of like anti-inflammation, yes. promotes blood flow, um, releases feel-good chemicals needed, uh, known as endorphins. So... Tons, tons of benefits to that, but I ain't getting in there. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't doing it. How many why? times have you done it the once? I did that one time. So and you know what? I got to get a better tub or a better system to do it. You know me, man. I would do it, but I don't think that bad tub that I have is the best system. So wait, let me, I, can I ask you this why? Because I, I think about this often. Why I, how, like what in my brain, what in my spirit, what in my soul makes me want to take that challenge on? I think you're a very disciplined individual obviously probably with like even with your work history you know what i mean like you have to be disciplined you're mm-hmm. not just clocking in and clocking out you have to make 
your lifestyle. Yeah. And I think you're just a very disciplined individual. But, but when it comes don't to Don't you want to be that? that? I don't, don't like that. No, no, I don't like on the cold. No, but that, <laughs> don't, knowing that you don't want to do it, don't you think that you should to increase your discipline? I don't want to get in the cold. I, but after talking to you, I did go to the sauna for the first time at my nice. gym. And that was not as shock as probably what you experienced when you got into the water. But it's hard. Too. But when I went in there, I couldn't even take a full breath because the, it was so, so hot. hot. And I was like, oh, man. I was looking at my watch, and it was only two minutes. And they say anywhere between 10, 15, 20 minutes is what you want to do in a sauna. Yeah. And I, at two minutes, was almost about to leave. But really? discipline kicked in, and I was like, nope, you can do it. And I got to 12 minutes. Wow. Some kids, some younger kids came in, and they were telling me about the benefits and stuff like that. So, you know, distracted my mind a little bit talking to them. If I was left alone, I don't know if I would have lasted the whole time. But Do you, do you think that could be your gateway to discipline? Oh, I'm a disciplined individual. I just don't like the cold. <laughs> no, I just mean being able to, like, you might want to push yourself more and more and more because you're doing the, the sauna. Oh, sure. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to do the cold. Like, even though, like I said, that's. You lost him at cold. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, like, what's your reasoning? Like, why don't you. What? Like, you did it. Are you going to keep doing it? So I think my reasoning is that I hit the snooze button too much in the morning. <laughs> But I don't so so like I don't but I, again, I, you don't have to do it early like you can wake up at eight and still the first thing you do is still jump I, so in. So I suppose I could do it on the weekends. I could make so oh, maybe that maybe that's you the first step. work schedule. Yes, yeah, so there's sometimes I get up at four fifteen in the morning and I got to be somewhere twenty minutes away at, at six. Go into work, be somewhere at six. Yeah. Some days, uh, a lot of times my my usual day is like six to six. So wow. It, it, that's why it's tough. That, that's why I asked you about. It. I was like, could you do it in the evening? Yeah. But then I do it in the evening, and yeah, then I shower. It's not really worth it. No, it's, it's not. torture instead of benefits. No, I think you would still because there's so like the super disciplined guys that do it. Like I've seen people that will cold plunge, jump into a sauna, and then when they're in the sauna and they hit their time there, they go back into a cold plunge. I mean, when I was a kid at my uh, mom's house, I used to. Uh, Get going the hot tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time and run around the backyard, rolling yes. snow, get back in the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> Unknowingly, you are probably getting a ton of health benefits. My kids do it all the time now. Like my kids, I tell us everybody. I refer to my kids as the savages from Neverland from Peter Pan. <laughs> you got a great book for you, by the way. If you like, if you like that reference. Oh, of the scary part of Peter Pan, yeah. the actual yeah, Peter Pan. That. Yeah, that's that is messed up. It is crazy. It was a crazy. Read. I I don't remember the first time I realized. That Peter Pan, that a lot of the the stories like that have a very dark Isn't beginning. That crazy? Yeah, it's kind like of like a lot of the Disney movies have like a like a darker, sinister Dark beginning story from it. Yes, yeah. that creeps me out. Why? Don't don't know. And how do they get turned into the happiest videos alive? <laughs> like, how do you go from dark and creepy to some of the like most well known kids stuff? I don't know. But the child beat. Yeah, real guy, I'll give it. To I will. I want to read book. it. Um, no, but I refer to my kids as the savages from Netherland because in the middle of winter, they'll be butt-ass naked running around my house. Oh, and I stopped at your house before in the, I think it was the fall, and they yeah. were, we were just sitting at the counter, and here was a naked kid. <laughs> <laughs> See, the hippie part of me, I love that about my kids. I love that my kids are kids. I want them to be, once you're not a kid anymore, and we can attest to this, it's gone. I want my kids to be kids. I want them to be wild. I want them to have adventures, imagination, get lost in my swamp, be outside in winter, like do kids. Oh yeah, crap. be a kid. Isn't it what is that quote from I think it's the Sandlot where it's like 
at one time we all went outside. One last time we played together and we didn't even know it. I know. We probably did that because we played sports growing up together all the time. I still do it. I don't know. I'm yeah, still yeah. Kid. <laughs> yeah. I'm still a kid, man. Yeah. You gotta stay young at heart. You yeah, well, no, I think, but there's something to be said about being young at heart. I think there's real health benefits to being young at heart. There is for me. There, the more research I do about all these health benefits, you want to know what the most powerful thing is? Not medicine, not cold plunges, not sauna, your brain. If you think a lot of negative thoughts, there's you're, starting to be real scientific evidence behind this. You're more inclined to have bad luck, to get sick, to develop a disease, to do this. To, like, your brain, by far, if you're going to get disciplined on anything, discipline that thing. You just sent me a quote the other day. Um, what was it? Those that say they can, will. And those that say they cannot, won't. And yeah. they're both correct. Yeah. I mean, it's what you tell yourself. It's what your brain Yes. Tells you. You are capable of so much yeah. more. And and I guess maybe that's why I do the cold bath and I, I make such a big deal about the discipline part of it. Because I've just realized that if the, the more positive I stay, the more I do stuff like this, this is my medicine, man. The more positive I can be, the happier I can be, the more good shit seems to happen to me. Because it just, I don't know if it's vibration. We've talked about this. I think we all resonate. And it, it no, no, I don't think. That's an Einstein fact. Everything is vibrating. When you get down to the small molecules, everything has a vibration. So it just makes sense to me. If you're positive, you can almost feel yourself vibrating like, oh, I feel good right now. I'm happy. you got to be putting out some kind of wavelength or some kind of vibration. I truly believe that. It feels like a glow. Yes. It feels like you're glowing. And I'm sure people have heard that description before. Like, yes. Oh, look at that person. He's glowing right now. It's yes. Out. And that's why I think it's vibes. so important to be mentally disciplined to always say good things to yourself to always say good things to others the more it's it's like um it's an attraction thing the more positive you are oh you cracking a beer i was looking do it do it i got that's one thing i i can't i'm not a i'm not a drinker i just have you not drank since that last time months ago good for you not, a, not a single sip no 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 don't it's not impressive I have never liked drinking my whole life. Mm. I did it socially, and I did it for the liquid courage. I don't enjoy the taste of beer whatsoever. I don't enjoy the taste. I'm a, a very much a taste person. I love sweets. No alcohol has ever tasted good to me. Ooh. I just like the I like the effects. I know it tastes good to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? I love beer. That beer? Do I love beer. I love whiskey. Range? Really? Mm, yeah. Like you actually like, like taste it and enjoy it? Yeah. Yep. See, and and that's everything from bush light to craft beer. Really love it. Yep. When it touches and, your lips and it touches your tongue, yeah, you and, actually and, like it. Yeah, I like enjoy it. Like oh, that was tasty. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And, you know, and, and there is there is drawbacks to drinking. There was it, no, I, no. I forget exactly what it is, but it's something with your brain where if you have a drink and then you have a bad day and then you drink because you had a bad day, it releases something that well kind of almost like an addictive really type of yeah. Well there's there's coping forming. mechanisms. Yeah. I think alcohol is a coping mechanism. It can be very easily be, yeah. very easily could become a coping mechanism. Yeah. yeah. I think and, that's, and I think that is true for a lot of people and some people lean on it yeah. too much. See but. and and that was my benefit, I think, to being able to quit very easily. I never really enjoyed it. Mm. Never. I'm I'm a when I smoked weed for the first time as like a 14, 15 year old kid, I liked it a lot. And then I stopped because that was like the we were taught dare, like that was bad. 
So I wanted to be a good kid, so I didn't do it. But then as a, like an adult, and I started smoking weed again, dude, weed and me jive. Yeah. I like like I know you sometimes get anxiety because of it. Yeah, I can't smoke weed. You can't. Yeah, I I, I enjoy it. Like I don't get those feelings of of paranoia, anxiety. For me, it just puts me in a really good place. So I, I can't smoke anymore. I have a CDL, but uh, right, in college and everything, I, I liked it. And then it it, it was weird. It, like it was like a a switch flipped. And then one time after college, I was like paranoid, like like I wasn't doing enough or uh, like really? wasn't moving forward enough because of the or, weed or just no, of just you were in like, general, in general. Uh, but I, I kind of just ended up stopping after. And did you attribute yeah. that to the weed? Like what made you stop? I'm guessing. Oh, probably probably jobs where I had to. Uh, yeah yeah i just i don't agree with that either i think alcohol is just as bad as weed and if they don't oh, test it, could be, alcohol, it could be worse yeah, I, i'd sure agree with that it's worse okay it's worse because it's more socially accepted right. yeah. no 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 no, no. it's, it's more I mean, readily I mean, available i mean no no i mean the effects of it the effects of getting drunk yeah i think so of getting drunk i think they're the same as getting high like i mean if you get behind the wheel of a car drunk or high it's dangerous. Yeah. So the fact that you can drink off hours and not be tested for it at work, to me, that's the same thing as like, why couldn't you smoke weed off work? So a couple of years ago, we had a, a branch-wide training, and they had a guy from the DOT, Federal Motor Carrier Association, come in, and, he, and his take on it was that you were still affected from smoking up to a month afterwards. I thought it was bullshit, but... A month? Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, was we, I at this training? You were. Oh, I can't ignore that. Bullshit. Because I will say that the only thing that can kill you once yeah. you stop doing it is alcohol, not weed. You could yeah. smoke and then stop no. cold turkey and nothing would happen to you. No, yeah, no. I, think, I think it was bullshit, but that is the government's take. take. Yeah, no. yeah. It's another back of the government part and... Dude, I think we need, a whole, we need a huge revamp of government. We've got a lot of people in there that have very old mentalities that don't really... They're doing things that science and facts don't back up. Money, too, though. Oh. They they can't regulate weed as well as they can alcohol. Arguably. Thing. I mean, they are now. Look at Colorado. They have a surplus. They're the, one of the only places that has a surplus in their tax dollars because of allowing it to be sold and regulated and then being able to tax it. I mean, this but, is the conversation so, that's happening. So look at all the look at, like all the head shops popping up that are out there. They're just selling weed that they buy off the street, basically out of state. Get it flown to them. They break it down, and then they're just selling that's it out Colorado? of like a smoke shop. No, here. Oh, right. Well, that's because it's still not legal. Oh, technically. but they it's are decriminalized. Breaking, they are breaking the law by doing that. Yeah, New York fucked up the way that they rolled out the weed legalization. But I am super impressed with, you know, when I was fucking sixteen, eighteen, smoking weed. And like saying to my other stoner friends, hey, can you imagine if this was legal? No, it is. Like, I'm actually impressed that in my very short lifetime, it's been legalized. You could go to a store, buy it legally, smoke it. You could grow, what, six plants? Uh, three, no, three. Three, first three. Technically, okay. you're not even allowed to grow them yet, though. Really? You're See, that's, that's so what I'm, I mean. You're not allowed to grow them. I'm calling bullshit. I'm Google machine Google, Google that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to grow them until the people that applied for their licenses to sell it to the stores. Well, no, no. You're talking in a commercial manner. I think you're allowed to grow three for personal use now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is you what can. I heard. You can. I think you're talking commercial. as if you were going to sell it. Well, because it, selling it is totally different than if I grew weed for myself. Okay, absolutely. Because there's no transaction being done, and I'm not 
I'm giving it to anybody I'm else. I'm obviously out of the weed game. How long has it been since the last time you smoked? Uh, years? Yeah, a couple of years. Wow. Like, I mean, yeah, but what's a couple? Like 10? Well, six? since college, six something. Wow. Six something, yeah. Yeah, dude, I could. I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, I, I used to love weed. See, and, and this is where it's dangerous for me. I will say, I do a lot of self-assessment type stuff. When I smoke every single night to help me go to sleep, the next morning it's very hard for me to get out of bed. If I abstain from smoking weed for a week, I can get out of bed the next morning like that. There, I do think there is a lasting effect that changes your mentality and your personality if you smoke weed on a regular basis. Probably the same as a lasting effect from alcohol. Like you, it, I think it changes you chemically as a person. And I had this conversation with one of my guests on another podcast. We are just a bag of chemicals. And depending on what chemicals you have flowing through you, it affects your thoughts, decisions, and actions. And I'm going to... When we actually have, because I don't want to keep interrupting, I'm sorry. It's a, no, 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 no. Listen, but I'm just saying, listen, I'll, this I'll is talk the more anything, about... This is the awesome podcast, baby. I get it. But I'll talk more about me. It's a three-man podcast. Let's do it. I'll, I'll talk more about me and my bag of chemicals when we talk, when we talk to me you. and you. Yeah, because I think you're completely right. It's like I am more apt to having the stress hormones in my body, and it does from genetics, change yeah. from genetics. Yeah. And I think it just changes everything compared to somebody that doesn't. Yeah, we just talked about this at the range yesterday. Yesterday, too. so we were at the at the pistol house at the place, and I was like, "Let's shoot the ARs." And he's like, "No, we're at the pistol house. We can't shoot rifles here." <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, I just picked up an AK casing, uh, another two two three casing right here." And then I and then what did it was I walked over to this one area, and it was just nothing but AR casings. And I yeah. was like, "Old rusty ones too from like look at this years ago." And, and he's I, like, "I was like, I'm getting my gun out and I'm shooting at that fucking thing right <laughs> I'm like, there." You're right. <laughs> Hormones, I mean, and that's just what I'm apt to. It's it's crazy. No, like, and, it, and it does... I think it's also conditioning. Me and my wife have talked about this. I think we are conditioned because of the way we grew up in school and stuff like that to follow the rules. We're very not afraid. Well, yeah, it was my gun club, and he was my guest, so I wanted to make sure I was following the rules, but. I was overthinking something that didn't have to be overthought. And somebody like you probably wouldn't even thought twice about it. <laughs> when somebody like me, I'm thinking five times and then no, realizing, I still don't okay. Understand. Was, is there an actual rule though? I mean, no. no. But it was just, called, just the called the pistol, pistol house. house. And there was the rifle house because obviously you're not shooting pistols at the rifle house. And I'm in my head like, okay, is it the Can pistol house? Can you explain these houses to me? Because I don't understand what you're... I'll have to it's a it short there. yardage range kind oh. of. Yeah, so you got a 20 But shooting, range. A, shooting an AR with a red dot on it, you don't have the 200 yard range of a deer rifle. Oh, I see. So it's just not meant for rifles. It, it's, 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 it's meant for it's not meant for our 308s and our 270s that you're shooting deer at 100 plus 200 right, yards right. but an ar with a red dot where you yeah. only have like a 50 yard accurate right kind of oh yeah. sight before you're like is that even the target yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh, let's talk about guns because mm. i that's i don't have many, hot topic. I don't, it is a hot topic unfortunately we go into money next i'm comfortable with you want to talk about money i mean we can do guns no, no, now no. And then money. we need to talk about all the uncomfortable stuff. i know yeah. that's the whole point oh, let's, let's do let's, let's do weird so you want to do uncomfortable and then come back to guns yeah. and make it comfortable yeah. So do you, are you not comfortable talking about money? Oh, I am. Oh, okay. I just what, said I was. What's uncomfortable for you to talk about? I don't know. I don't know why people think it is an uncomfortable topic. Why do you think it's an uncomfortable Guns? topic? Money. Um, I don't know. It's like one of those things you always hear about. Like, don't talk about money, politics, religion when you're at your family party. 
I think that was like a mantra. It makes people people feel bad or something. No, it, I think I think that they are just inherently heated subjects. So whenever you start talking about those things, especially at like a family function or a or a, or a, like a school thing, like if you're if you're in like a professional setting. You don't talk about those things because people usually get heated about it. We'll, we'll start talking about guns. Well, and it's like, well, I think they should be okay. And you're like, somebody might have the view of, we should eliminate all guns. And then you start arguing. And it's like, why can't you just have a civil conversation about your view and my view? Well, they do. And so companies come up with that whole, don't talk about money and what you make it work because yeah. they want to control you with it. Right. Because if you talk to your coworker like, oh, I just got this raise or, oh, I just got that and raise. They're, they're like, well, why the fuck did I not get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've I seen think, it firsthand. I know you have. In our office. Okay. I know you have. Okay, to piggyback I, on what you just said, don't you think the government's doing that to us about taxes? Yeah. Because they don't right. want us banding together and realizing, wait, you're getting fucked, but you're not. Wait, you're black and you're white, but you get along. And like, if you got along, then you could stand up to the government because they want us all separated. So that we can't band together because they know that for them to stay in power, we can't be together. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the same thing. So, so I, I, so I want to bring money back to ice baths. <clears throat> See if you agree with me on it. Whoa. Discipline. A lot of people's money problems is discipline. A hundred percent. That is all. That is the only reason people have money problems. As a person, I shouldn't say I don't have money problems. I would say I probably have a little bit more discipline than your average person with money. Yeah. But my dad had me playing Rich. You ever heard of Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah, there's a book. It's written by Robert Kiyosaki. He's this guy. He wrote a book about finances. And my dad bought the board game that's associated with the book. And I used to play it as a young man with my dad because he wanted me to be financially literate. To, to be good with money, you have to understand money. You can't be disciplined yeah. or good with it if you don't understand it. Which, that's a very complicated subject. Interest rates, terms, loans, uh, buying assets. And there's all these like technical terms that go with it. And I think people's uncomfortableness comes from lack of knowledge. So what do you do to teach your kids about money? What are you doing now? So we just started them playing on Monopoly. I'd make them play Monopoly with us. Like we went on a family vacation. I exposed my two oldest boys to it. And they loved it. And then they... The craziest thing happened. As we're playing Monopoly, they started saying and doing things that like you would say in as, a, as an adult, like, hey, I'll give you 500 bucks for that property. And I'm like, Stephen, why did you tell Grant you'd give him 500 bucks for that property? He's like, I don't want him to own all that. He's like, if he owns those three properties, he can put houses on it and then charge me more rent. And I'm like, that's a very adult thing to say, kid. You're right. We shouldn't let him own that whole street because then he is going to charge us a bunch of rent. And I didn't even have to teach that to them. He just kind of picked that up from playing the Monopoly game. Um, I do chores with them. And and then when they want to buy stuff, like they want a game or a toy, I'm like, do you have the money to do it? And they're like, no. I'm like, why don't you have the money? Well, I spent it all on my PS4. Like, because they had PS4 bucks. I'm like, well, then you ain't getting it. And the look on their face, it hurts me as a parent because I'm like, I want to give my kid everything. But, but the discipline part of me knows that I'm instilling good values in him. He now understands if he wants more stuff, he has to save his money. And so that, that's kind of what happened when I was a kid. And so I was, I'm an only child. So okay. everybody likes to always like to say I was spoiled. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That. But no, like, uh, I think it was ever since I turned like nine, my, uh, my mother would give me my age in allowance every week. Really? So if I wanted an electric scooter or the new iPod or whatever like that, I saved up for months. Okay. So I had a, enough money to buy it on my own. We'd go to the store, and I'd be like, oh, can I get this? She'd be like, 
Got your allowance. You want to pay for it? Oh, no, I'm saving up for something else. Huh? Huh? Wow. So that taught you a little bit of discipline I, I to think, save money. I think so. The only the only problem I have, did you have to work for your allowance? I did not. Okay. <laughs> that would be the only other component. Spoiled. No, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. no, but I would say that's part of the argument. Like, I think as, as, a, as a civilization, as a community, we, I like the idea of allowance because it teaches you to save. But I don't want people to, you can kind of see it. Like with government subsidies and assistance and all that, people get a little too used to just being given money. Saving is just one part of the money conversation. The ability to earn, like for me, that's why I think I've never had an issue with money. In my head, if I want money, the first thing I think of is how can I earn it? How can I earn more money? Instead of like, where do I look for money? I want to earn my money. Yeah. So to me... The world is completely open and endless because I know the harder I work, the more money I can make. The more money I can make, the more money I can save. The more money I can save, the more shit I can buy. Well, the more money you make, the more money you get taxed on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I is. That no, is but I, I totally agree with you because uh, I'm the same way with uh, working overtime. 55, yeah, but see, I, obviously you didn't get that problem of entitlement because you realized that you need to work for your money. So, I mean, maybe just... Maybe just that little bit of finance um, teaching you to save for things. A little bit of literacy. I think what I think it is, if we backtrack, it was your mom saying no to when you wanted something outside of your allowance. Yeah. And I think a lot of parents now, especially, I mean, he's a new parent, I'm a parent. I think we, it's hard to say no to your kids. You want to give them everything. Can you agree with that? No. No? <laughs> don't want to give you this. Yeah, he's, he's eight months old and I'm already like, grow up. Stop. I'm messing around. If yeah. you would give it to your kid, would you not? Uh, because he is my only child right now, yeah, I want to give him everything. You know what I mean? And he's a boy too, so like... Then you would even start the right college fund for him. I will not start. <laughs> but you might go to trade school. You know what I mean? That was, a, that was an educated thought there. I'm still starting something for him at eight months old. Right. So, you know. I I think the the discipline doesn't lie with the kid. (laughs) The discipline lies with the parent and his parent and what he taught them. Because you need to be, I I had to be taught to be comfortable telling my kids no. I had to be taught from my dad, financial literacy and education, to realize that, yes, I'm making my kids sad right this moment. But I'm teaching him skills that in the future will help him way more. So than me buying him a toy and making him happy right this second. I think we're all way above this, but guess what the average American savings account balance is? Oh, I've seen a video like this before. It's, mm-hmm. it's shocking how low it is. It's, bucks? it's pretty low. It's higher than that. Really? What's your guess? Uh, average what? Savings Average savings account balance as from and then people all in the middle, but there's only 10 of them. So I don't like the word average because I don't think that's very representative, really representing the population. You could have some people who have stacked some big files. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which there are. I mean, there are. And they're taking that into the average count. 
Yeah, because but I see a statement I, like this where individuals under 35 have an average savings of $11,250 and a median of 3200 so like I don't, we I don't should, know the difference. We should between Google the difference between average and median because I'm pretty sure they mean the same thing. Oh God, it's got to be something on a graph with <laughs> like a line. Medium's <laughs> middle, average is average. Average, <laughs> average is, is, is you take all those numbers, you add it up, yeah, and, and you divide, divide it up, by, up right. equally amongst all those yeah. people. Median is just like the median point. No, but I see. I, I know the point that he was trying to make. With I think that it's per capita. That, that's the word we're looking for is per capita. You know what I mean? Per capita is a little bit more representative, I think. There was a video before that we watched that was like, uh, you saw what people your age had saved. Yeah. As, and and like you, it made you feel so good about yourself having even like a little bit of savings. You're like, oh, wow. You know, this brings I, me to another point. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I do think that, and you know, depending on who's listening, I'm not trying to like um, downplay anything. Oh, but like, I do think most people don't have a lot of money in their savings account. Like, I know both my parents... I have access to both their accounts, and they don't have shit. And they're in their sixties. You know what I mean? Like, what are you, what are you doing? And That's I hope so not. Rough. I hope not more people are on that same path. But so man, the reason that I, I, I was arguing with that statement is, I've heard a statement before that, like eighty or ninety percent of the population lives paycheck to paycheck. Most of them do, yes. So if you if eighty or ninety percent, that's what I was saying. Like you could have a pool of a hundred, yeah. And eighty of those people have a zero balance for their savings account. Yeah. You have one guy that's got ten grand. So then the average savings account is a thousand bucks. No, it's not. Yeah, you're right. Eighty percent of those people, eighty percent have that's zero. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it, I think that's more reality. Oh, it so is. That, that so what do you think? The, what do you think the biggest factor is that contributes to that? Is it poor money habits or is it discipline. laziness? Discipline. 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 Lack of no, no, no. You can take discipline. This is why I ha- I hold discipline in such high regards. You can apply it to anything. You just have to do so. If you say, I have great discipline, I want to eat out today. One, I'm not going to do that because it's not healthy. Two, I don't want to spend that money. But I'm not doing that because I have discipline. Not because I'm a great eater or because I have great financial skills. You, you can scale everything back to discipline. Discipline is doing the things you don't want to do when you have to. And you can apply that to anything in life, hunting. You can apply it to working out, to eating healthy, to money. The core trait to have is discipline. And I think that's what we lack as a, a definitely the Americans. I mean, that's our society. society. American society has looked so down upon upon from all other uh, places in the world. And I, I'm just assuming because I'm not from other parts. But you know that stereotypical American, mm-hmm. you know, Bud Light, and I, you know, maybe not Bud Light anymore, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like I love my beer, and I love this, and you know, it's the, it's the grossly, <laughs> it's, it's the grossly, you know, big fat person. Like, that's the, Ameri- that's the, the view everybody has as Americans. Most and I think we just does, lack yeah. discipline. We, for whatever reason, life got too easy for Americans, and then we chased the easy. So we just gave up all of our discipline. And to get back to being good at life, you have to have discipline. Just like you said, when the motivation runs out, that's not a reason to stop eating healthy. You have to work on your discipline to stay being healthy. Mm -hmm. When you start getting broke, you need to have the discipline to go, I'm not eating out, I'm not buying coffee, I need to save money because I don't have a lot of it right now. Discipline is your core trait, whatever you want to call it, like to have. And that's why I do the answer. So you to bring it full circle. <laughs> you said something there too where life is so easy right now. I think that is the number one problem in America. It's too easy. We're at the point where 
you could go to the store, get your apples, get your whatever. Like, yep. Other than you, who's kind of like semi homesteading and stuff. Only like, doing it because I know that it's coming. It could, it could come. I think life is Will. so I- easy that why the Bud Light thing is such a big thing is because we have nothing else to oh, worry for about. Sure. Like, you're not worrying about hunting and getting your food. You're not worrying about getting to a stream that hasn't been contaminated and getting water. <clears throat> we have such an easy life that little problems, yep. like a person's face on Bud Light can, is now the biggest issue in our country. I think that's saying something so, about and this is America this could is. be a hot take. I'm sorry. I don't even care about the Bud Light conversation. Like, I'm aware of it. But because I care about other things that I find really, truly important, my health, my money, my my family, my homestead, I hear it and I just laugh. Like, who cares? Coors Light. Who cares? Yeah, Coors Light and uh, I think uh, what was it? Miller Light did the same thing. They yeah. put a pride rainbow and really, and that wasn't a big deal back then. Or oh, couple, really? A year or two ago or whatever really? they did. It. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I don't know why the Bud Light thing blew up. Because life was a little bit harder two years ago. And, <laughs> and it was oh, a yeah, hyper yeah. focus on that on this. On this no, no, it's well, the, the trans issue is. Is very prevalent right now. That's that's what's being talked about a lot right now. It is. I think that's why this happened, because I mean, what six months ago, a year ago, that swimmer, that male swimmer, that's dominating. That kind of like I feel like that was the beginning of the trans. Yeah, a lot of people started talking about it. Frontier High School has a uh, somebody on their track team or something that just beat a different school's girls' team and took a scholarship away for somebody. (laughs) And I will just say this, like. I don't want to get too controversial, um, but in my opinion, you have a girl's squad, you have a guy's squad, maybe you have a trans squad, you know what I mean? Like, where you have trans people that compete against each other instead of getting into this bipartisan, and that's exactly where, you know, back to the political thing, why does it have to be so bipartisan? Why does it have to be anti-Bud Light or pro-Bud Light? Why can't you have a gray area? So we were going to say this in my podcast with Amanda Wilson, we brought up abortion. And we kind of got to the same place, me and Amanda, saying two different things. I'm not, I'm not for or against abortion as like my public statement. My statement on abortion is why is the federal government involved? It's not their job to get into people's personal decision. Whether you believe it's bad or good, it's not the federal government's job to step in and make laws. Why? Our federal government that we pay taxes to to provide military support to protect our borders is getting involved in the abortion conversation. So to what you're saying about the trans thing is like the federal government should have a say. It's not their job. It's not their job. It should be the local municipality. Like it should be the local area. If there's enough trans people in a local area that people are like, hey, yeah, let's start a trans league and they all agree upon that. Great. Exactly. But why is the federal government setting these standards that we all have to abide by? We all live in different. There's other options out there, but the only thing that we're given is A and B. We have to follow A and B when there could be C, D, E, and F out there, but we're not given. But that's what I'm saying. I think I think the reason that we do A and B is because the federal government oversees all of America. So they have to have two. They have two opinions. Just take them out of it, and then have A through Z opinions. Exactly. Or or options is what I'm saying. I don't, and this goes to my conversation about flipping the power structure upside down. Make your local municipality more powerful than anybody else. That's where you pay the most taxes because you want to see your tax dollars go to your roads, your you know your community. But so you can't do that though when it goes into a NCAA 
tournament level or the Olympic level or something like that. When it goes into a world or national, the Chittawaga doesn't mean shit to right. the state of Wisconsin or whatever. You know what I mean? But that body is not the federal government. That body can make its own decision. Like the, like the Olympics. The NCAA. The, the Olympics has yeah. nothing to do with the federal government. We're just the United States of America. We participate in the Olympics. So, yeah, they can make their own ruling. I'm not saying they can't because it's their games. I'm just saying the federal government, the reason we seem to be so divided in our conversation is the federal government gets involved in everything. So everybody then starts to go from one side to the other fighting. It's like take the federal government out of these equations and let the, the person's local community decide. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. It's... The reason we separated men and women in the first place is they can't play sports together. The men trounce the women. We're biologically bigger. So it's the same conversation it's you're having with trans. Too, which I know you've talked about before. Yeah. It's just very different. Yes. No, and, and I had this conversation with a girl, a man, mm-hmm. about the difference between estrogen and testosterone. And mm-hmm. she understood it. I understood it. It's pretty fucking obvious. Testosterone makes you think and do different things. It makes your body grow a different way than estrogen. Estrogen makes your body grow. You grow tits. You grow like you want to. You're more caring. You're more empathetic. Testosterone. You want to fight. You want to. You you grow bigger muscles. And that's why guys settle down as they get older. Yeah, because your yeah. testosterone drops off. Like it's exactly. it's a very to me it's a very obvious common sense thing. So then when they try to say like yeah no when a person grows up with testosterone and they want to trans trans uh, transition trans into women's sports it's okay. Because now they're not doing that anymore. No, it's pretty obvious. He's still built like a man. She's still built like a man. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's funny tough. because it's, no, it's obvious. Tough. Yeah, it's a very tough. It's very tough, and that's where I just don't think you need to have A and B. You have to have other options out there. You know what I mean? It, it maybe it, we're in a world now where there are multiple ways to identify. So why does it only have to be male and female sports? Maybe you could have multiple. I, I don't think leagues. it's. I don't think it's widely out there enough that there's enough to have a league of a third. It's the same thing with government. There's not going to be people that get that third party vote. There's not enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that might be a bad analogy. Today but there's, on, there's there will be. You know what I mean? Just there's one and two, this and is, three this, is tough to get. This is going to be again. These are these. I like these conversations. This yeah, this is there's a reason why that, and I've heard somebody else say this, and I I agree with it. So this is kind of my view, and this is not a slight towards women. The reason that there's a WNBA and an NBA, and the NBA makes way more fucking money than the WNBA is because people want to see men be able to jump and slam dunk because a man can jump 11, 12 feet in the air. The women can't. So that's why there's two different leagues. Well, yeah, hockey you're a white dude that's 5'6". Like, no, whatever. I'm 5'7". 5'6 five, seven. So. Five, seven. <laughs> five, and three quarters. Yeah. I, I, what I was trying to get with that is you have to let these things kind of take uh, a life of their own. You're saying there's not enough trans? Okay, then you don't have a trans league. And, 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 and that's, that's what I'm saying. But then, then it's, well, I'm excluded. So I got to compete somewhere. But they are different. Like they, they, I think I can say this. The trans people made that choice to transition. Right, you could stay as a man thinking you're a woman and just participate in man sports. Nobody said you can't do that, right? Just because you think you're a woman in your head doesn't mean you can't stay in your man body and participate in man sports. If you're a woman that thinks he's a man, who? Why do you have to transition? It when it comes to sports is what I'm saying. 
Like, why couldn't you just stay in the women's league and participate as a woman? Well, I you can dress up however you want. You can change your hair, change your body, but you're still a woman. Uh, uh, physiologically, I should say. Physiologically. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, when it comes to the point of transitioning, I'm sure they're making those decisions well beyond just what they're going to do and participate in sports. So, you mean, that's like a life choice. And then where do they go from there when they have transitioned? And are you playing in a male sport or are you playing a female sport? And again, I just don't know if it has no, to no. be such an A and B choice there. It might I think maybe it, I, get involved more. I, I, I think when it comes to, uh, this is my opinion, I think when it comes to a man or a woman, you're born as a man, like whatever you identify with, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. You're born as a woman, whatever you want to identify, but your body structure is built to that. You're, you're built as a man. You're built as a woman. So, like I said, you can identify as a XYZ and dress up as a man, but if you're built as a woman, you should play it in the women's league then. If you're born as a man, who I wouldn't care if a guy was on my volleyball team that was dressed like a woman, call himself Xena or whatever, Like, mm-hmm. but he's still a dude developed physiologically-wise, so he's going to stay in my league. Because if he goes to the women's league... He's going to jump over the woman's net and smash a ball into a woman's face. That's not cool. It's not fair. It's not fair. And the whole point of having men and women separate in sports is to make it fair. If I was to go into a women's league, I would destroy them. Yeah. It's not fair. Right. I destroy people in men's league. I put the, I put the ball right at Sean's face. Okay, so <laughs> we, want, we want year one and we want year seven. So. Yes. There is actually that. a video of me smacking the ball right at you. Yeah, it's true. It's the best. It's, it's the best. It's one of the best no, videos. I've ever. Gotta see that video when this podcast is over. Yeah, it's okay. I'll see if I can link the video at the end of me smacking the ball right at Sean's camera and him going. <laughs> I did. I, I gave it a real nice yell. Scream like you won um, the girls' league, no. huh? <laughs> see, this is this is. Um, I'm going to transition to another thing I want to talk about. Bad choice. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not a bad choice. Pun <laughs> not intended. Now it's intended. Now it's um, I think, I think it's going to remain a problem if people like us don't talk about it. So I, I heard this. Uh, it was kind of, kind of a joke TikTok. It was like uh, the only way I'd be okay with it was uh, if you got a whole team of guys that transitioned, put them in the WNBA, and then we were allowed to bet on it. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely bet on the uh, the trans team there. Yeah, you I think would. I mean, that just and that's well, that's logical sense, and that speaks I mean? for the difference of how everything. Right. Yeah. So. But again, until we sit down and discuss these things and understand them more in depth, like we're not gonna. And I would love to have a trans person come on and just explain sure. their perspective. We it, this cancel culture, this this wokeness. It's like. It's almost making people afraid to have these conversations. And then it's just oh, going to stay is. a problem. To be honest, like having this conversation on an open mic and having like a job and stuff, it's like, is what I'm saying going to be considered? I'm going to get a call from HR next week. At Pirate Cancel Culture. Yeah. Well, like, wow. really? That's like a thought in my I head. Get I get it. But, but I also overthink it. That's your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. House thought right there. I know so, it's going through your head. Yeah. And yeah. again, if that did happen, that's not okay. It shouldn't be okay. You should be Like, able Steve, to... I need a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I don't mind business. You guys are How's that home going? I need somewhere to stay. I'll be there ready for my ice bath. <laughs> I want people to talk about these things. Like, we have to I'm not get into it. We have to get into the details. <laughs> I get if it. we I don't, it. it's going to continue to stay a, 
I'm afraid to talk about it, and it's, it's going to stay a problem. I'm yeah, no, I like to talk about whatever, and and, and as a person that you know me, I'm right. very like I'll accept open. everybody. Yeah, like, very I, open. Like same way, I get along with everybody. Exactly, you get along with everybody. I, you know, I, I'm very happy for people that transition. I'm very happy for people that identify as whatever. You know, like whatever your choice is, it's. I just don't want to be afraid to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like I, but, I want to be able to talk to these but people. So, so it kind of, so I don't know if this, issues. so at the same time though, when I see like uh, people's like email signatures and they put pronouns in it, I'm like, seriously, like why you got to drag well, this political are, into the Some companies workplace. are making that mandatory now. My why? company has not. Why? Why? And right, right. Why? It, it's a professional setting and you're dragging in politics and, 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 yeah. and, and current topics. Business should stay business. Right. Your, your sexual orientation, your idea, your ideas, your opinions should not and cannot get into business. Business is business. If I'm building your house and you are a trans, whatever, like, I could care less. I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't. It like, shouldn't matter. I'm going to be your friend as long as you're a cool person. Yes. You're cool to me. Yes. You know what I mean? And it, all that, what you identify as, what your pronouns are, those are all second to who you are as a person as long as you're friends with me i'm gonna be friendly with you and that's that's what i think matters is who you really are as a person and then you have all these extra issues that might come into play eventually no but what's gonna happen and what's gonna happen with what you just said i want people to feel welcome and 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 like what you just said like we can be friends because i want a trans person to be able to come in here and sit down and really try to explain to me their perspective I want to learn that perspective so that I can understand it. I might not agree with it. I like I have the simplest way to put this is I'm a hunter. Not a lot of people agree with hunting. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we can't be friends. Yep. Yep. So yeah, you might be trans, and I want to learn your perspective so I can understand it and I can empathize. But that doesn't mean I'm going to agree with it. But I can understand it. Mm-hmm. I can be okay with it. But that, it's just I don't know. This brings me back to the mind, body, and spirit. You've heard that before. And until I got to this age where I really started to understand things, I didn't understood I didn't understand what that meant. But I truly believe that there's there is three of you. Like my body is not one hundred percent me. It's my body. Like it can get sick, it can do different things, like it's its own thing. My mind can be can work against me. My mind can almost poison me with bad thoughts, with paranoia, with fear. Like my mind is a thing that thinks. But my spirit is like my soul, and that's like my passion, and that's who I am. Like that's, that's, I just never really thought about it like that. Like there really is a mind, body, spirit, but it's almost like three me's. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Do you ever think about that before? No. Owen's like, nah, I'm just oh, me, you man. Could, you could talk to my wife. I used to, I think I told you this. I used to talk to myself as like two people. I'd say like. We are going to hang out with Owen. She's like, "Who's we?" I'm like, "Oh, uh, me, and my doppelganger." Your face. What? What do, you, what do you think? Oh, uh, I was going to bring up a different thing. It's a different story. He told me about when they like she used to see like like the late the girl in the swing that was like oh Heather yeah oh, ghosts ghosts, ghosts. And stuff. So what do you think about mind body spirit? What do you, you just were like you don't feel that you don't, don't think know. that it's just do you have an inner monologue? A what? An inner monologue. You talk to yourself inside your head. Oh, wait, who doesn't? I apparently the, the internet says like fifty percent of people don't have one. No. I yo, look it up. I swear to God, yeah, you didn't know this. 
I was blown away. I thought everybody talked to themselves. Isn't it more head. normal to talk to yourself so in your head than talk to yourself out loud? Yeah, no, same thing. I would say same thing because you're like listening to yourself talk. Well, yeah, apparently some people don't have an inner monologue. I didn't know that it could even be a thing. Only an estimate of between 30 to 50% of people experience an inner monologue. Thank you. That means 50 to 70 don't. don't. Wow, I had no idea. And, and this is what blows my mind about that, right? So what's happening up there? Nothing. Like, <laughs> they're just running off instincts, bro. Like, literally, I need to eat, I need to sleep, I need to shit. But how can you... And that's what they're running So, no, for. no, but, but those people have to think. Like, even if I... Even when I have to go to the yeah. bathroom, it's a base emotion, right? I gotta go to the bathroom. Well, that's it's not like I just don't think I have to go to the bathroom. I literally think that to myself. Like, I gotta pee. Okay. And I'm gonna go over to the bathroom. So what do they do? Just get the urge to pee and just get up and walk over there and just piss? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How does that work? How do you not have an inner monologue? They're robots. <laughs> NPCs. <laughs> My favorite. Do you, you, you ever see NPC videos? NPC. What, is that my saying it wrong? No, you're saying it right. It's just, I've never seen yeah. Like, we're yeah. actually players in the game. Yeah. With NPC yeah. It's like the yeah. Truman Show. You have oh not God. seen this. Am I the only, you haven't no. seen it on your video feeds? No. Dude, I get it all the time of like guys, people riding bikes that just. And they get up and they like ride their bike. Like, there's videos I of. I think of, that's a crackhead. Bro. AKA NPC. They're on some big crack. There's just some weird videos of people doing some weird things. I don't put nothing past nobody anymore. Like, I believe it. And I think some people, I don't know, they could be fueled by drugs and other things where it's, maybe they're eliminating their inner monologue. Maybe it's there, but they're getting rid of it through other sources, you know? Where does it go? In their butt. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's rough. That's That's weird. I, it blows my mind, and again, that's like part of the purpose of this this podcast. Is like I want to learn your perspective on shit. I want to learn your to, to to think that somebody doesn't have an inner monologue almost I, freaks me out. Like you don't talk to yourself about that. Never even didn't even think that was an option. My favorite thing is thinking about things I've never thought about. Yeah, before. never thought about. The world is so deep. You can think about things you've never thought about before. Can you believe that? You can think about thoughts you've never like. Oh my god, I just never had that perspective. Why would you do that? But you do. And people do. It's creepy. Alright, last subject. Hunting. Hunting and guns. Hunting and guns. I think I feel like this would be a good way to close out this podcast. Because you actually you two are probably I think I only have one other really good hunting buddy. Two. Well, my age, I should say. I think I only have you and my buddy Jim Farron. Shout out to Jim Farron. What's up, Jim? <laughs> He's, he is... Owen is probably on your level with my buddy Kyle. Oh, yeah, McNulty. Yeah, 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 McNulty. Yeah, yeah. You got you three are the best hunters I know. I've only shot and killed two things in my yeah. life. How many things have you shot and killed? I get one to four deer every year. But just deer? What about anything else? I don't really... I don't turkey hunt. Okay. I squirrel hunt maybe a little bit. Yeah. Woodchucks as a nuisance thing for fun. Oh, really? Um, I don't really do other, many other game birds or anything like that. Okay. I've killed probably over a thousand animals. And not like I don't say that, I don't take pride God in that. Goddamn Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> I've, just, I've just, in my life, for example, I'll tell a story, a hunting story, not a hunting story, 
I moved out to my new homestead, right? And we put we bought chicks because everybody when you get a farm you get chickens, right? We had chicks in my garage, and my garage is like an old wooden garage, so it doesn't close that well. And we had like a space like this that was still open to outside, and because the chicks chirp nonstop, chick 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 chick, I I heard that right. And at night they kind of quiet down when they go to sleep. While I'm walking past my garage door and I hear them freaking out, chick 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 chick, like what is that? So I go out there and I look and I see a raccoon and it's got one of the baby chicks mm. and it's sitting there with its like human like hand. Oh, oh, that thing be dead. And I'm like, what? So I run back to get my 22 and I come back and it's gone. Mm. And I'm like, where the hell did this thing go? So I like, I like shut the garage door. I'm like, I'm trapping this thing in here. And I look around my garage and I got this big toolbox and I have space between the toolbox and the wall and there's like a ledge there. And it was sitting there like scratching at the wall trying to make its way out of my garage. Mm. I'm like, I gotta kill it mm-hmm. because it's gonna come back and try to eat my chicks. Like I again, that's like a thing. Like I felt bad, so I crawled up my rafters and I put it in a twenty-two short. You, you know what twenty-two yeah. is? Yeah. And I like Less it's power. my open sight right uh, twenty-two, and I like look at it. And this is what you're not supposed to do. I shot it right in the center of its head. And the reason you're not supposed to shoot raccoons in the head is because they more than likely are carrying rabies. And, and you rabies, spray that everywhere because rabies, rabies is a brain disease, yeah. and then all that blood. And I have dogs, so we like after did I you did test it, it. No, but after I did it, I was like, "Oh crap! I don't want this blood out, and I don't want my dogs to get into it." So we like washed it and like bleached it, and then I threw the I put it in a bag and I threw it away. But I can't tell you how many animals that I've had to kill. Like I've killed chickens. I've killed. I killed a mink. It's different. My, it's oh, different in the country. Like oh, that. it's. But that's what I mean. This goes, you know, I'll circle back to our conversations about laws in New York City and New York. A person in New York City will never experience my life. I have, I live amongst cows, horses, raccoons, foxes, coyote, turkeys, deer. Like, I'm in that 24-7. Those people will never understand that lifestyle. So when I tell them I killed a raccoon, oh my God, the poor raccoon. Like, see, <laughs> it was eating my chicken, yeah, bro. See, and like, like I, I'll see like a fox when I'm hunting and I'm like, I take a picture of it. I don't even want yeah, to shoot yeah. it. Like, like, no, no. Okay, but but to that point, I've videoed foxes while I'm hunting deer. Yeah. I hold them in very high regards. I think oh, they're, they're so beautiful. They're beautiful. Oh, they but are. if I see one anywhere near my house, yeah, I go out of my way to kill it. Because come for your chicken. I go out yeah. of my way to kill it because I know eventually it's going to come to my farm and eat one of my chicks. Which, again, you want to talk about religion and like wrong versus right? He's just doing what he needs to do to and, survive. And that's how my uncle is too. He's, he's who I mo- mostly hunt with. And uh, and like I'll, I'll send him a picture of a cool fox. And he's like, did you shoot it? I'm like, <laughs> no, it's 420 and a deer's about to walk out. Right, I'm right. blowing my spot up. Exactly. I, had, I was like, after I have my buck or whatever, yeah. maybe I'll shoot it next week. Right. <laughs> no, I, had, I was hunting deer in my backyard. And I had two fox, like younger fox, run right under my tree stand. And again, like I said, I'm at home. I so badly wanted to shoot, but it was rifle season. I'm not going to blow up my spot. Yeah. If I shoot at a fox, guaranteed yeah. five minutes behind it would have been a deer. Right. Your hunt's over. My hunt's done. Go back home. Yeah. But, and again, we're talking hunting. The more and more I hunt, I don't believe that's true. I have seen animals do the dumbest, dumbest things. things. I've seen, I've shot at a deer and not five minutes later, like missed. And not five minutes later does it run in a circle. And come right back around to me. I've had I've shot at him and had him walk closer. Like yeah, shot and yeah. missed and had him walk closer. Bro. Yeah. They're the smartest but dumbest animals right. that exist. They really are. They do so many cool things, but then they do so many dumb things. 
they can smell a predator a mile away, but then get hit by a car that they see coming. Mm-hmm. They'll stand in the road and watch it hit them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I've killed a lot of small animals, and and not like intention. I don't I don't want to be mean, but it just it just so happens that I've killed a lot of stuff. I've killed a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know I don't know my exact number of deer, but I've been hunting since I was like sixteen when you could hunt with a like a, a guardian in New York, and yeah, yeah, I got. I anywhere from one to four deer every year from for nine eight nine years now. Now, let's talk about. I want I want people listening to understand the perspectives of hunters. Why do you kill those deer? Have you ever seen a cow get butchered? Uh, no. Where they force them into a thing, slit their throat, flip them upside down, and then they go down the line and get slaughtered. I feel like a shot, not knowing that it's even. Oh no no no! I'm not coming. talking about. Eth- the ethics eth- of the eth- kill. Eth- I'm saying, why do you hunt? Oh. Why do you get an ice bat? Adrenaline, right? Yeah. Every dude, I don't care if it's a deer that's a yearling, and like, I, and I don't shoot it. Every time I see a deer, just, yeah, your your heart starts going. You're when, like, oh my god, when is there you, something big coming behind it? When you have a weapon in your hand, because I see deer all the time. And I don't when, yeah, I don't, yeah. I guess it is. I have deer in my backyard. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. Last night, I watched one walking to my swamp closer than that they've ever walked, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't get, but if it was a doe and I had my bow in my hand, which I did last year, just a doe, dude, my heart was beating out of my chest. I don't know what it is. I love venison. Yeah. I I hunt more for meat than I do for like a big buck racks and everything. Really? And yeah. No, Joe Rogan had said this on his podcast that he thinks that we are innately designed to hunt because we did it for so long. There's something primal about the excitement of killing something that you're going to eat. And I think that's the adrenaline rush you're talking about. So it's kind of funny. By the way, you, you good on time? Why? Okay, why? So it's kind of funny. I'm a big time fisherman, and I do not want to kill a single bass I catch because they are all trophies to me. Really? For like, so Lake Erie is top five smallmouth fishery, smallmouth bass, fish, bass, smallmouth bass fishery on the planet. Really? You catch wow. trophy fish that are like five plus pounds, eighteen plus inches. Those are. 12 to 15 to maybe 20 year old fish really it takes forever to grow the true trophies back dude i do not get any where whereas so so all right so so my perspective so my perspective so my perspective for fishing is every every time you see a deer every time i set the hook that could be my next personal best biggest fish i've ever caught yeah, Every so time I set the hook, trophy I get like fish. that. Like you're not just sitting on a pond. Oh, I'm no, I am. No, you're trophy. I'm actually like fish. so. I'm actually pretty excited. A couple uh, about a month from now, I'm fishing my first bass tournament with old, oh, really? old, with old buddy. Nice yep. for money. Yeah, yeah. We got pay, pay to enter, ninety wow. percent payout, winnings. Oh, so, really? You gotta put yep. weights in it to win. No, get some <laughs> sponsors, bro. Why don't you ask like, I, some so local bar to just sponsor, sponsor you and throw it out? You'll sponsor me. Yeah. How much money you'll give me? I mean, okay. <laughs> no, but just throw shit out of your boat, bro. Dude, I will peel out. So I bought I don't the boat. Five hundred bucks. So I, so I bought the uh-huh. so I bought the boat. Used, I have a couple and fucking I will, or something. I will, yeah. <laughs> I will get it. If you if you pay for the wrap, I'll put it on. The wrap? Yeah. Like oh, like, like a, a logo, wrap? like a logo yeah. on it. Yeah, I might He's have to do that. Yeah. Show him a picture of your boat. I'll show oh, you off. Yeah, I bet we're it. Gonna, I bet I, it. Yeah, we were gonna go fishing oh, one day, man. and then <laughs> if I fucking this is start. My one, my <laughs> one experience with his boat is not a good one. No, and then <laughs> I brought my two like, boys out, and he's like, 
Oh, like we we spent like an hour. Oh, is that what it died? Dude, last I was summer? like, it literally never fucking happens. Oh. Like it, it cranks over every time. Yeah, every serendipitous, time. man. There must be a reason why you guys shouldn't have been on the water. I that do. Day. I know. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. It, yeah, yeah, I do believe in things are meant to be. But yeah, no, I I have like a a high end trolling motor. It, it, yeah. it's like a it's like an intro level bass boat. Yeah. But uh, I definitely want to upgrade. Definitely want to start getting into some more tournaments and stuff. That's but. awesome. See, I just don't have that passion. It's I don't. So I, 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 so I think I do get excited when I hook a fish. Don't get me wrong, but that's it. Like then I like reel it in and like I see the fish and I'm like, oh okay. Like, no, so I, I I think it's cool because you can control it a little bit more than hunting. Like you can always find a fish that's gonna bite. You see, can I, move I, around I, to different spots and you you are gonna catch one eventually. I think that's why even I on the worst like days. I think mm. because of the challenge. See again, I'm a big discipline guy, and. I like hard shit. Yeah, but you can sit around for a week, and if it's too nice of weather, or it's a full moon, and the deer are all nocturnal, you're not going to see shit. Yeah. You can go weeks of deer season without seeing a thing if you're just sitting around because it's too nice out. Well, or... you're, you're talking you're talking a form of hunting. If you were to talk to anybody that does western hunting, they would say our type oh, of hunting yeah, spot, sucks. Spot and stalk, and they're because you're just sitting canyons. and waiting. Yeah, it's, yeah. A lot of those guys talk shit about our style of hunting. Wait, but what that's do they all do? They track and oh no no so so on eastern hunting because there's so much private land and the state land is so small. You kind of just got to sit. And you wait. have to sit and wait. Yeah. But if you go out What's west the, oh, yeah, or I'll somewhere else, you dude. can you can spot elk or different deer or something like that from a thousand yards those away. Guys never stop and go moving. crawl across a different canyon to go. That get hunting, out. that style of hunting's to- that's I want to do that. I know. I'm I jealous. remember you saying you wanted to do because like a hunting. Think trip. about it. You're Let's actually it. hunting. Yeah, I would love to. You're actually pursuing your prey. Like that you, would be interesting. I didn't even know there was another style of hunting. Yeah, that's western. That's Western. I mean, so most so like big ranges where you can you want. So to you're looking like you're using person. like binoculars to see, hundred percent spotting you scopes watch, that do watch forty me times view. I watched one episode. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! I've, I've watched you watch every episode. Every season, oh, every episode. Uh, yeah, I'm it's not a big Steve Rinella is a person. He's an icon. I love Steve He's a so who's who's the other big writer that used to be a hunter like old time. Oh man, he refers I know to him all the time. About. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's good. Can, can you Google this? Oh, what do you want to know? Um, hunter, writer, nineteen John something, right? No, Jay. no. Um. Anyways, there's to me, there's like a breed of human that you can, if you can articulate it and write it down, hunting and especially Western hunting when you travel, that's like a special. There's just something special about it. These authors make it like Steve Rinella. He just makes it sound so beautiful. It's a way of life. Yeah. yeah. It's not about the pursuit of an no. animal. Blah, blah, he just, blah, yeah. And the way that he talks on his meat eater and even when he writes his books, it's so elegant. Mm-hmm. You know, the beautiful sunrise. Like the way he does it, his his vocabulary, it's just, he's he's a personal hero of mine. That dude's living the dream. Yeah. But yeah, Western hunting is... is uh, what, what was this person? John Murray? I don't know. John, no. Steve Rinella. Steve Rinella I have. This is who came up who other than Stephen L. are you trying to find? Yeah, American conservationist. Uh, scroll down. I mean, I, I, it's all meat eater stuff. It's right somebody now. else. I'm he's old timey. Yeah, he's like he's like a Daniel Boone type. Oh, okay. He's like that era. Oh, he's like famous. Yeah. He's, I don't know what you're talking. Oh my! About. I can see it. You know how sometimes you can like get bits bits and pieces. But so so how you are with them? I am with like Bassmaster guys. Really? That are like, yeah. Because it's, so there's, so probably the best, probably the, probably Wait, the is there goat, a skill? probably the boat, or probably the goat, boat, probably the goat of bass fishing is probably Kevin Van Dam. 
He fished on the Bassmaster Elite Series for years, and he basically, and he is one of the most winningest professional bass fishermen ever. So, and he won like a professional bass fishing event, not even once a year average. Why? Like, what it's, so it's just so tough. There's well, so, so see, he's really good at finding. He's the fish. so good at finding he fish. He understands bass. Yeah, how they move. And and, he knows how to look for them and, and find so them and hook them. And so smallmouth minded fishermen are even different than largemouth really? style fishermen. Like down south, like like the bass tournaments where people sense. are catching them down. Like I have no desire to go catch a ten pound largemouth. Really? But if I hook into a seven pound smallmouth, I might have a heart attack. Come on! Yeah, wow. I would like I would lose my mind. That's so cool. It's yep. so cool that and, you have that. And there's a passion. and there's actually a local guy around here that just caught a seven eleven. Seven pounds eleven ounces oh, the Lake other Erie? day in Lake Erie out of Buffalo. Yeah. This we, is like the time to be on the New water. York New York does have because they are very strict about the DEC and like our environmental standards are up there. We have great hunting and fishing. I I, I will say the the one perk, the one perk of living in New York is we have a beautiful place. I've been telling this guy because when I've talked about fishing in local areas in, in, in here, he is so knowledgeable, Owen. You should really do like he's gonna have like, his first. So, so one of the things I want to do like open and, charters and, and like bring so, people out and there. And so that's the thing is, is like uh, we were talking about money earlier. That's one of the th- that's one of the reasons I don't mind working my 55, 60 hour weeks is I want to get out of debt. I want to pay off my truck, which is really not like that. But I want to pay off my truck and house. And once my truck and house are paid off. I can say whatever I want to any big boss. I don't need this job because I want to start a fishing charter. Yeah. And then on my own self employed. Yeah, something cool. cool. You should start, start, your on, start yeah. on series only. Like, you, I, I could do that, but. If anything, that Steve's podcast is if you want to do something, just go yeah, do it. Just start I, I really it. Had because, no, like, it could turn into whatever. I really had zero plan for this. I, we, I brought it up to you, God, it's got to be like two or like, three months ago. Yeah. And I was like, I just want to get together. And then I just. We talked about doing it. We talked about it. And then I was like, yo, this day, this night, we're going to meet up. We're going to talk. And then that started. And then <laughs> and then we did it again. And then we did it again. And then I got my and first associate guest. And then you started your own. And, and then I, I started. Love, yeah. And then it just. It. But you just got to keep making. Even if they're like little chunks. Like, yeah, even but you are. But you are. You have a bass boat. You, it is mm-hmm. your passion. You're, you're, you're focused on paying off your on the decal on the Let's go. Yeah. No, it's cool what you're doing. You are making it. And it. The most important thing I would say is to just not give up. So many people quit before they get to their goal. Like this podcast, it was a goal of mine. It's not that big, but I just didn't stop. Like he, he could attest. I was annoying. Let's get together. And then when they couldn't, then I just invited another guest. And like, you just keep doing something towards that thing. You'll get there. And that's why like, so I love bringing people fishing. I love going alone just as much yeah. because I can explore, find yeah. new spots. I don't have to worry about putting people on fish having my guests catch stuff i worry about myself yeah learning something learning how fish set up in the wind that day or the water temps or whatever can i tell you my proud hunting story because i feel like a lot of new york hunters and people they sit in stands and like they just get lucky like that i would argue that's most of whitetail hunting here especially oh. with trout cameras and everything now yes. they know deer walking past their stand at 10:53 every day so my proud proud moment is last year not a, it wasn't a huge buck but I have a path and I was walking and just like you like like to explore your areas and you know things, I smell deer. And I look over and I start looking around and I found a big scrape with a licking branch above it and everything. So what I did was I, from all my hunting knowledge, I got a climber, found a tree downwind, 
waited for the right date, because I know when the rut was approximately, set up my climber, and within like 30 minutes, I had two bucks that I called in, and then I shot my buck. Like, I had strategized the whole thing. Like, he came down, it's and then healthy. he came up, and I knew where he was going to be walking, and I double lumped him, and he died 50 yards from where I shot him. Like, that was what was exciting. Like, yeah. I made that happen. Yeah. Not just I like, <laughs> sat in a tree and, like, I got lucky and it came up to me. Like, don't, I'm not taking away from that kind of hunting. Mm. But my passion was the fact that I I used my hunter outdoorsman knowledge and I made that fucking happen. So, my, awesome. and so awesome. I do. That is incredible because it's hard to call him in. Oh, and get him like, so hard. So, and it's so hard to be in the right spot with a bow and the proximity, it, the angle, the right. clearing, and like, there's right. so much that goes into it. And that's part of the reason I want to get, I want to get like a 44 mag or a 357 revolver to do a deer hunt with. <laughs> Because a lot of my shots lately have been like 50 yards. And like with a 270, it's like... Nothing. Nah, and, Nothing. And then, I mean, I'm a good shot. So hard shots most of the time. But yep. it's and if you got still... Rest, if you got a rest in a scope, it's... It's a deer. good shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lost in the air. Do you not like ball? Do you not like ball? So... You guys keep talking about So the same reason I don't bow hunt is the same reason I don't turkey hunt. The spring... You don't bow? October is the second best time to be bass fishing uh, other than May. Yeah, I'll give it's, you that. It's when they're all eating. They're all bulking up for winter. Wow. May and October I is when you catch like the giant fish. Really? Because they're stupid. They're eating. It's just, it's just like how the deer is stupid. During the rut. And during the rut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make the big buck slip up when he thinks he's going to get some poon. Yeah, yeah, And you can yeah. make, you can make, you can trick the big bass when they think they're getting an easy meal. Would you, you would take fishing over hunting? I do. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's just your thing. Yeah, that's why I bow hunt because I know the rut more than likely is happening in late the end of October, early November, and I like it that there's not a lot of hunters out there because I can get in the woods. It's quiet. They're not spooked. And you know, and I, you can yeah. really hunt. And you, and you know, if I wanted to get big bucks every year, I should bow hunt. Oh, of course. But like I said earlier, I, I'd, I'd rather I, I hunt a lot for, more for the meat. That's amazing. So, and and that's why I like. Like when I got my boat and I was showing my uncles and everything, all the all the fish I've been catching, they're like, oh, your freezer's got to be stocked. I'm like, no, I throw them all back. They're all trophies. I want them to grow. I want to catch them next year. Fish? I eat walleye. See, if I catch walleye, I keep every single walleye I catch within limit and everything. We did a charter for but Saturday. bass, I'll go back. Oh, of course. Well, that's the trophy fish to you. Mm-hmm. If I could... If I could somehow kill a buck and then let it live again, I yeah. would. Cut its antlers <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill it, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally would. Go back for yeah, next maybe year. Maybe I should get a bow that has like a net so I can just catch them and then like cut off their antlers. Like, yeah, that's what I got. Get a trank gun or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah get no. pictures with it with a little groggy. I totally would. Because because you're right. It's part of it. But I do love venison too. I do love venison too. Well, my man, great podcast. Oh, yeah. Tom, He's getting naked over there. (laughs) This was an awesome podcast, my man. It is awesome.